Hi, this is Leading With Your Feminine Self with me, Mel Urquhart, the podcast where I discuss all things that have led me to who I am as a woman to date. With a background in fitness and holistic well-being, I explore how life situations have shaped me along the way. Join me each and every week when I discuss topics and issues that I and other women have encountered along the journey. Each week, we'll be discussing topics that have had an impact in the lives of women and how it has helped shape their feminine identity. Welcome everybody to Leading With Your Feminine Self with me, Mel Urquhart. Today we're going to be talking about role models. Now, what is a role model? What does it look like? Let's start with there first, shall we? So a role model is somebody that you would look up to, that has standards, that you feel are valuable, you appreciate them, you'd even somebody want to emulate them, but there's maybe even an aspiration of this person and you just appreciate who they are and how what they represent to you in your life. So with that being said, I want to talk about how they used to be, how they maybe are today, and what could be done to maybe change those role models. So when I was growing up, it looked very different to how it looks now. I had a plethora amount of female role models. Like I said, from my sisters, my aunts, my mum's friends, the wider community, like Saturday school, Sunday school. We had elders that would talk to us and try to give us wisdom. And it was very freely given. It was given lovingly. Well, you might have had one or two who was a bit stern, but we kind of need to stay away from maybe that school teacher because she was a bit stern. But overall, there was a community environment that we were aware of. There was a presence of community. And the saying, it takes a village to raise a child, which was how it was when I was growing up, was the truth. Everybody was aware and accountable for the younger generation from knocking on the door can you go and stay over or can you chill for a bit your mum's not home come in relax no problem our mums knew where we were everything was safe we had different examples and that was something that was just a given so for me having an older person speak to me and correct me wasn't a problem it was just how it was only when I got a little bit older possibly like at primary school where, you know, you think you're a bit big and if you go in and you complain about your night before, you might say, oh, mum told me to tidy up my room, but she had to just wait because I was busy doing something. But really, you know you did what you were told because there was no options, otherwise you had to do what you were told to do. But even that, it was just banter because we knew that there were elders that looked out for us. And a lot of my friends, I can honestly say, we had a very similar background we had parents that gave us chores, we had discipline, we weren't able to be as free. There were boundaries and it was pretty common that we all had a relatively similar upbringing. So no one was that much more, there wasn't that much difference in the friends and the upbringing. Everyone had a very similar culture in their environment. 
So there was one time when I realised that there are different parenting skills and I was absolutely shocked and there are different allowances and tolerances for people. So I was probably about seven or eight and I was with my mum in the doctor's surgery and a friend of mine was with her mum and I think her mum was maybe fussing a little bit about her hair or fixing her clothes, something to that effect. And my friend was said out loud to her mum, don't touch me. Don't tell me what to do. I think I myself, be quiet, honey, be quiet. I won't be quiet. I'll say what I want to say, you know. And she was brave and she was vocal. I was like, wow, I would never have dreamed of behaving like that with my mum. And I remember looking at my mum and she didn't say anything to me, but almost by telepathy, I felt my mum say, if you think you could ever do that, you better think again. And again, it was just a given that... There was respect that was given, respect that was due, and that was just how it was. So with that in tow, we just were mindful when we were on the street. If you were seen speaking, you know, instead of coming home straight from school, if you were seen speaking to somebody or a bunch of guys, you had to be careful. Were you being too loud? How were you conducting yourself? Were you being respectful? Were you being ladylike? Because if you weren't, by the time you got home, either your mum will be on the phone or there will be kind of starts, oh, such and such came by or they called me and told me how you were behaving outside. Again, you were just mindful of how you behaved because you were aware that there were eyes on you and you didn't want the dramas when you got home. So you just were very, on your P's and Q's to some extent. So as you got older, as we grew, we just started to see different role models so obviously there were our physical role models, but then there were the role models of people on television. Now I'm going to show my age here a little bit. I'm talking about the Cosby shows. Okay, and if you know the Cosby show, then you were kind of in the same era. So, you know, Dr. Huxtable, they were amazing. Mr. and Mrs. Huxtable, Dr. Huxtable, their children, that was just the family, black excellence parental excellence, high achievers, living lovely. It was just a good vibes, absolutely brilliant. Then we had the spin-off, A Different World. Now, come on, who didn't want to be like that? You know, Whitney and Dwayne and Kimberly Reese living their best life. That was another role model that we saw. We saw how people lived and that was a different type of aspiration, you know, to have that kind of social life or have that type of academic experience. Those were the things that we had as role models. Actresses and things like that, they weren't as influential, but they were there. But we knew, ultimately, family first, a little bit of television and whatnot. Then we have social media, music channels, etc., etc. Things unfolded. But with all of that, we had our fundamental upbringing. We had our guidance. We had the examples of how we should conduct ourselves as females. Now, again, I said before, no one was perfect, but they did try their best and they were committed to helping us have a better opportunity. So when I fast forward maybe 20 years or so, I look at the young ladies of today and I really feel sorry. Not because there's not role models, there's probably more than ever before with all the you know, the Snapchat and the TikTok and the Instagram constantly being bombarded by image and standards and expectations and all the rest of it. But who is genuinely looking out for young girls? 
who was generally who was genuinely showing them that's who's genuinely caring who's genuinely believing and standing up you know if something's not right or if there could be a better way for them to behave or to do something or give examples and I'm not talking about academic or careers or requiring possessions or things like that it's just generally how are we supporting young women on this journey because if we remember back it wasn't always straightforward for us it wasn't easy and times have changed from maybe grandmothers to mothers to maybe aunts to obviously the younger generation now it's changed a lot so who is helping women with the fundamentals of identifying what works for them and how through all these new changes and new contemporary ways of living how to figure out what works best for them so let me give you an example in terms of what's happened recently with my sister and I so we were out for lunch I think something like that and we were going through a department store just going about our business and these two beautiful young girls stepped into the shop it was a summer's day it was really nice and warm and one of the young ladies had like a t-shirt or a I think it was a bodysuit actually and then the other young girl had a vest and when I say vest I think I'm being very kind with the word vest because it was a very low cut vest very thin by the looks of it and if it was caught on something she would have been totally exposed and not that it was the issue of what she wore it was how she was wearing it um in terms of the saying you don't wear the clothes so the clothes <laughs> in terms of the saying you wear the clothes, the clothes don't wear you. It was the other way around for this young lady. She was a little bit conscientious. She didn't look very sure about it. And she was out with her friend. And I've been there. We've been there. You leave the house one way, maybe with a mini skirt, thinking that, you know, when you walk around in your bedroom, it's not that short. But then when you walk down the road and you start walking, you have to keep pulling it, pulling it, pulling it because it keeps riding up. I get it. So my sister and I were walking and... My sister said to me, oh, does she look comfortable? She doesn't, does she? Like, maybe we should just say to her, is she okay? Or has she got, like, a top or something to maybe put over? Because she kept pulling it up and we were quite mindful of how she was feeling because we knew she felt uncomfortable because it showed on how she was walking. And her friend was holding her hand or they were linking arms, but as much as there was that support, you could see the one with the low vest was, was still quite conscientious of it. So... My sister and I were having a debate. Should we say something? Should we not say something? How will it be received? Gosh, you know, is it going to be a drama if we say something? But we knew we could relate that it was uncomfortable for her. And if something was to happen, she could have been in a situation where a young guy or an older guy approached her and we just saw where it possibly could have gone. And my sister actually felt compelled. She like, that could be our niece. That could be someone we know's daughter we have to say something. So my sister, amazing as she is, she went up to the young girl and said, honey, you guys are really beautiful. Just wondered if you felt comfortable in that top because it seems as you're not comfortable about it. And she was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I wasn't sure if I should have worn it, but I thought I would, but I really don't feel comfortable and I think I might put on a top because I, you know, I don't feel that way, but thank you so much. Now that was well received and that was the way it was intended. We weren't trying to chastise, of course not. We were young, we've worn things that, like I said, have had a bit of a malfunction in some degree, but we've already left the house, we're already out, and we just try to 
keep it moving in, in, in a sense. And that was an example of me saying to my sister, you know, I'm glad she received it. I'm glad she took it for what it was. We were there to support, not be a hindrance. So that's what I speak about. Are we not doing the the role model? Are we not speaking up to our young ladies? Are we not choosing to be that voice because of how it may be perceived? Now, it's not a knock on them or the parents because they're just being young. We've all done it. But why are we not as committed maybe to speaking up? And who is passing on the baton? Who is being the role models? Are we leaving up to celebrities? Because like I said, social media is everywhere. But we are in a situation now and a time where I feel that young ladies need it more than ever. People live in different areas. Family might not always be as close-knit as it used to be. So they may not have that aunt down the road or that neighbour or somebody else they can speak to who knows them or cares to even say something. So I want to ask ladies to think about your circle of interests. Who are the young women that you can pour into? It might be your own children. It may be your nieces and nephews. It might be children that you just have contact with. It may be your godchildren. If you have a circle of influence... I implore all women, use it wisely, pour into them, pour into them the same way that we were poured into. Yes, times have changed, but we have to keep paying it forward. I can remember when some of we play certain music and you go to an event and your aunts be like, what kind of music is this? What are you doing? In their day, it was very different, but they still embraced the change they got to know what was happening. They got to find out what was important to us. And they helped us along the way. Now it seems that this self-self self era is all about, you know, how we are as individuals and not as a collective. Yes, some aunts don't look like aunts. I mean, I know I don't, but I'm still an aunt. I'm still an elder. I'm still somebody of influence. I have to take that as a responsibility. Just because we don't maybe look like our aunts looked or our elders looked or our grandmas looked, we still have wisdom. We've still walked the path before them. So we've got to pass the baton. We've got to help them out. No, of course, there's not a one-size-fits-all. Of course, everyone has different experiences and they learn differently but to someone that's going through it this is the only experience that they can fathom because they're going through it so if we can support another let's do it I think it's about time we just get committed to being a community again as we used to and it doesn't have to be that a community that looks like us it's a community that we love it's a community where we are valued and we value them just the same way because we've all got something to give. So let me know your thoughts. Let me know how you have impacted somebody. I'd really love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, take care of yourself. 
Thank you for joining me for this episode of Leading With Your Feminine Self. I've been your host, Mel Urquhart. Please stay tuned and subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts from. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok and Facebook, all under Gardener Self. If you have any questions, please leave them in the comments and I'll look to add them into future episodes. Be sure to follow and leave a review on Apple or Spotify. This podcast was a production of Garden of Self and was produced by The Podcast Boutique.